This scripture reading and the following address were part of the YouTube streamed worship service from St Paul's Lutheran Church, Box Hill, Victoria, Australia, on Ash Wednesday, February 22, 2023. For more information, visit www.stpaulsboxhill.org.au. Holy Gospel according to Matthew chapter 6. Jesus said to his disciples, Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them. For then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues, and in the streets, so that they may be praised by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms may be done in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners so that they may be seen by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father sees in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces so as to show others that they are fasting. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that your fasting may uh, be seen not by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust consumes and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. Rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love. So are the words of Isaiah chapter 2. Let's pray. Loving God, pour out your spirit into our lives, into our hearts as we uh, come to this Ash Wednesday, as we begin a journey of Lent with Jesus. Open our ears, our hearts, our lives um, to listen to him and walk with him in his ways. And we'll walk and work in our hearts um, your good gifts for us. In Jesus' name, amen. So yes, another season of Lent, and for some of us, um, maybe there have been many that have gone before. Some may ask, well, so what, 
What's Lent about? What's the point of an Ash Wednesday service? Maybe this is a, a, a new or a new again uh, time for you, Lent and Ash Wednesday, as you reflect on your journey with Jesus. What are the ashes all about tonight? Well, we'll try to unpack a few of these questions just as we go and walk with Joel uh, in our f- first reading tonight. The word Lent itself comes from an Anglo-Saxon word meaning springtime. Springtime, it's a time anticipating spring growth then, if you will. Lent is a springtime for us, a springtime, if you will, for our souls, for our our innermost being, for our, our whole persons, a time for deep reflection. It's a time for cleansing. In many ways, Lent presents us with a Um, a spiritual New Year beginning again, even though we're we're already um, nearly at at the end of February in the calendar year. Lent is a season to contemplate our lives in the journey of the cross we are invited to make with Jesus again this Lent. So as autumn beckons in our part of the world very soon, how is this a Uh, a springtime for our souls. How does that occur? Well, as I say, let's turn to the prophet Joel tonight and the people of the southern kingdom, Judah, that he speaks to and see if if it might speak something to us. And I must say from the outset that we're not about to undertake a three-step program of this is how you do a springtime for your soul during 40 days of Lent. But I think what we will be invited into, called into, as an earnest journey calling us to dwell with Jesus and dwell in the Word of God. As we come to Joel in chapter 2, the people of Judah, this is the southern kingdom, are yearning for something that might be a springtime. They and their country were being crushed, devastated. Joel describes the siege they were under from drought, from locusts, from other nations who were taunting them. Where is your God? And the problem for Judah and the people there was that they were weak from the inside out. Maybe sometimes we can relate to such seasons in our lives too. Life can bring its own pressures. Life can bring its oppositions in various ways in our lives. Sometimes we can even face vitriol because of our faith, because of the deeply held and conscientious views that we have as Christians walking with our Lord. And in our lives too, the Spirit of God working through the Word will sometimes, maybe often, bring us face to face with the law of God. We come very uncomfortably face to face in the mirror of the Word with our sin, I don't know, have you ever related very uncomfortably with the words of the psalm that we sang uh, that the choir led us in tonight? David certainly was when the prophet called him out for his terrible evil. Have you ever felt uncomfortable in your sin? I know I have. Lenten reflection then can be sometimes very uncomfortable. Remember, you are dust, we hear in our ears, and to dust you shall return. As we listen to those first verses of Joel chapter 2, the siege of devastation that 
um, Judah has been facing really is only an entree to the day. The day of the Lord is coming. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Sound the alarm. Let all who live in the land tremble, for the day of the Lord is coming. Terrible, dark, bringing people to tremble. And for the people of Judah, this would be giving them really their just deserts. For these people have turned from God. Where is your God is a pretty legitimate question to be thrown at them. And what might they answer? In myself? In my greediness? In my desire for power? All of these might have been answers that were given by those people in that day. What about today? The day of the Lord is coming. Where is your God? St Paul's. People of St Paul's. Where is your God? Are we really oh so different and so superior to the people of Judah, I wonder? The day of the Lord is coming. And don't we know what it's like too to turn from God sometimes when it suits us? Hand on heart, I can say with the psalmist, surely I was sinful at birth. All my sins, even those hidden and secret, hidden, I should say, hidden and secret ones, uh, suggest that um, I'm a sinner and the day of the Lord is coming. Aren't you and I, aren't we too in need of help? A springtime for our souls before that day? Do you know when... The day of the Lord is when the day the Lord will return for you. Are you ready? And so God, through Joel, calls to Judah and calls to Neville Otto and calls to St Paul's. Yet even now, says the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and with mourning. Rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love, and he relents from sending calamity. Return to me, God says, with all your heart. Repent, that's the call. Turn, turn afresh as we begin this season of Lent. Turn afresh to your Lord, not because of the threat of imminent destruction, but because of his sure compassion and his heart of love for you and for the world, for the people in your lives. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love. Hear is the springtime for your soul and mine as this new season, this next part of the adventure journey begins. Our Lord, as he starts out in his ministry in chapter 4 in Matthew's Gospel, begins with the same words, Repent, for the kingdom of God is near. Luther, in the first of his 95 theses that he got excited about knocking on the church door, said, The whole of the Christian life is to be a life of repentance. That's his call to you and to me now, tonight, at the beginning of this Lenten season. To grow in your walk with your Lord, turning anew.
So this season called Lent, this Ash Wednesday with its ashes, this springtime of the soul is not about three easy or straightforward spiritual steps and for one season of 40 odd days, but it's a lifelong lifelong longing of God's heart for you and for every single human being, those people who are very close to you and me, uh, all the people in our lives to be in a life-giving relationship with you for life. And specifically in Lent, it's the Lord's merciful call to us to turn to him which motivates what we do and how we do it. Make no mistakes, God has the power to destroy. God has the reason because of my sin and yours to destroy. But rather he comes abounding in love and grace and mercy. That's what our ashes are about tonight. We'll hear the words that I, God willing, will say at a funeral tomorrow um, at the Box Hill Cemetery. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. That's where we will all return. We know our frailty, our mortality sits before us, our inability to stop death as much as we'd like to. But these ashes tonight are in the sign of the cross remind you that God has turned to you and to turn to us in all his power in giving us his son to go to that place of death for you and for me. And the sign of the cross in the ashes is a sign of promise as you walk the days ahead. And the call to turn afresh during these days uh, and to focus on God for you. Maybe you hear the Lord's call in Joel and Jesus' call in Matthew that fasting is a sign of repentance, and it is. And maybe some of you will practice a form of fasting over these days of Lent. I pray you blessing in it. It's a tradition that I sometimes wonder whether we truly understand anymore. The point of the fasting is to help us, I think, in large part to meditate on our Lord's suffering and death in the word for us. So maybe it's on Fridays that you might be helped in your fast, the day uh, that we'll come to Good Friday beckoning, or a a Wednesday as we remember the ashes of this day. Maybe some of us go without something for the whole of the Lenten season. My friends, consider these things. And Luther said as we come to the Lord's table, you know, fasting and other preparations are good, but prepare yourselves for the supper, for the journey, for life with a heart, with a heart that's rendered to listen to God for you. Joel says, render your heart and not your garments. St Paul's, where is your God? He's with you, just as he promises. He's with you from the time of that baptismal promise, I am with you always, in the word, in in the word with water, tonight in the word uh, with bread and wine in the word in your home, in the word shared with one another, in the heart of faith in your sister and brother in this place. Not three easy steps, not one short season, but a springtime of the soul for life. That's God's longing for you and for me. Turn to God again this season and be prepared to grow 
in the joy that he has for you. Amen. And the grace and peace of God will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. <laughs>